That's a powerful thing, that altar. <laughs> well, I was uh, had some things on my heart this morning, and I'm just going to fall into it. I don't know what's going to happen. I got three real good sermons here, and <laughs> but <laughs> uh, we. Uh, I was thinking about, uh, it was on my heart as I was just thinking about the church. And, and of course, when I, when I come here, I uh, reminisce. We walked in and I told Glenn, I said, you remember one of the first things we did? We planted, we went somewheres and dug up a whole bunch of uh, uh, monkey grass, what we called it. I don't think that's what they call it up here. But, and we planted around those, those flowers and then we cleaned that and, put a bunch of flowers in and but anyways I sat here and thought about all the things that had been done and and all the work of God's people brother Turner and all the work he did and how God blessed and led and and I thought you know maybe now I'm not trying to start something I was just thinking this of course I love this song and it you, you know a song called we've come this far by faith I love that song J.T. Adams and the Sons of Texas. Google it. I never, I've never said that before. <laughs> I've never Googled anything either. Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you shouldn't do that. I don't know. I'm not. Sure. I love to hear. Boy, they, we've come this far by faith. Boy, they leaning on the Lord, trusting in His holy word. He's never failed us yet. Oh, 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 oh. I started too low. Sorry about that. <laughs> Don't go back. We've come this far. And, and we have. God brought me here by faith. I know you probably, you may not know this, you may know it, but Glenda and I, on purpose, waited on God six months before God brought us here. That first month, I probably wouldn't have come to Maryland. <laughs> I didn't know what a great place it was. I thought just Yankees lived up here. I didn't know there were some real people. <laughs> and, uh, but we literally waited on God. I'm talking about, listen, you might, want, you might want to write a little note right there, wait on God. Because a lot of people have never waited on God for anything. But I'm telling you, we waited six months. And went to, went to Wales, and God sent me to Wales to preach. And they voted me in their church 100%. But I just didn't get the green light from God. But when God brought me here, I knew it was it. I knew it. And I loved it. Oh, I, I, God, everything God's done for me has been great. But man, this was good. Oh, I come right in the middle of a big fight. I mean, of course, I'm a little bit of a fighter. <laughs> I guess he wanted to work that all out of me too. I'm glad to be done with that one. Amen. <laughs> but uh, you know, if you if you let the devil, he'll run your church. Yeah, you have to put your fighting britches on every once in a while. <laughs> but. And then I, I was thinking about that. We've come this far by faith. And then I got the bulletin. I hadn't even looked at it. And I pulled it out right before I came up here. And it, right on the front of it, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we walk by faith and not by sight. Yes. 
just, this is not a message, but it is a message. Do you know tithing's faith? And obedience? Yeah. See, a lot, a lot of folks, they'll say, I don't believe in tithing. Well, you really should because that's God's word. But you are the ones missing and blessing. God don't need your money. I'm not going to preach on that, but I'm going to tell you one thing. You need God. Yeah, and so do I. Well, it's good to be here. Feels good. Love it. Love everything but driving through Baltimore. Heavens, a mercatory. I got there's several people down there that need to go to mass this morning. Because <laughs> I pulled out in front of them, I mean bad. <laughs> and enjoyed every minute of it. If you would open your Bibles to Mark chapter 11, we've come this far by faith. And I intend to go on by faith. When, when, we, when I resigned the church and I was talking to Glenda, and she said, what are we going to do? And I said, well, I'll probably preach some. And I could tell she's going, yeah, right. <laughs> she, she's a pretty smart girl. And I kind of thought, yeah, all right. <laughs> Can I just give God glory? Last year, I preached 52 times. Amen. This year already, I preached 37. Amen. And if I count these three messages, that'll be 30, 40. <laughs> I'm on the radio a couple of times a week down in, and I'm going to try to get on some stations, uh, other, other stations. But... Um, could I tell you something? God takes just as good a care of me as when I was here. And y'all paid me four times what I was worth. Now, Jason's worth more than that, but I wasn't. <laughs> and I knew it. And I never asked for a raise. Y'all were too good. Bless your soul. And But I'm going to tell you something. We retired, you know, I kind of thought about it myself. Woo. And uh, you think people's retired that owns their house wouldn't have to spend much money. Can I tell you, it takes a lot of money just to stand around. <laughs> I don't know where the bills come. I didn't know I owed anybody anything, but they keep coming in the mail. But I'll tell you this, you'll never be sorry for serving the Lord. Never, 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 never. He takes care of retired folks. I'm not retired, I'm just standing around. <laughs> and love it. But I've never loved anything more than I loved pastoring here. And uh, if it wasn't for Baltimore, I'd move back. <laughs> Woo! All right, Mark chapter 11. Would you stand with me? We'll read uh, verses 12 through 14. And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came, if haply, he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. Say that with me. Nothing but leaves. One more time. Nothing but leaves. For the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Father, help us 
pray, Lord, for a filling of thy spirit, a move of God. Lord, bless your people. Feed your sheep. Touch our hearts. Draw us, Lord, to an altar of prayer, as is the need in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Nothing but leaves. You know, that little tree was out there. Now, I've read about this a lot through the years and heard a lot of things, but it really shouldn't even have had leaves at that time. And if you'll just think with me a little bit, it was like a lot of Christians, especially young Christians, bless their heart. If you're a young Christian, be patient. God's going to work in your life. But you got to walk you got to crawl before you can walk, and you got to walk with God a little ways before. It, maturity takes a little time, and the best, best place for you to spend that time is in Sunday school and under the preaching of the Word of God. And do not get with a bunch of people that don't follow God. If they don't dress right and talk right, you leave them alone. You love them, but leave them alone. Stay away from them. They ain't going to help you. Stay with Jesus. I like what I see around here. I guarantee you, God shifted the gears. He did everything, and it was God. I can say that with my hand on this Bible. I mean it with all my heart. I waited on God for three years, praying before I left this church. God was in all that. Bless his name. God's so good to me. I have to tell this. It, it may not mean much, but I had four trees by the cabin that need to be moved. One of them, big old oak, and a hickory, and a big dogwood, two big hickory trees. Called a friend. And I didn't realize he was a brother to the man sitting in front of me in church. But I knew him before, way back, brother Tommy O'Rear. Had him come up and he looked at him. He said, we talked about it. He's got a stump grinder and all that. He said, well, if, if we do this, isn't it to be $500? And I said, that's fine. I said, what if we just cut them down cut them up? And he said, well, I can get them down cut them up for you. I thought, you know, $300 probably. And so... Uh, he came, they cut him, cut him up, walked up to him, Brother Tommy, how much do you? He said, not a thing. I said, Tommy, oh, no, oh, no, preacher. I told you I'd get him down and cut him up. I said, no, no, I don't expect you to do, oh, no, no. He said, that's, the Lord, the Lord took care of that. Is God good? Well, went and preached this church. Glenda, she preached too. She, she spoke to the ladies on Saturday. Great church. I'd never been there. Didn't never met the pastor before. We had to look it up, Google it, find it. Glenda's my Googler. <laughs> now, when I come here, I told you she was my memory plus. You remember that? Now she's my memory plus Googler. She's going to get a promotion. <laughs> and so I didn't know, but this pastor was uh, the 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 manager of like eight 
these big auto places like Firestone or something like that. And he called me on the phone. He had to be at a, they have a Christian school and they were at a ball thing. He said, does your truck need anything? I said, well, it, the air is not as cold as it ought to be. And I said, these tires, to be honest with you, about half wore out. He said, you take it over to the shop. We'll fix anything it needs. New set, $1,000 worth of tires, gas up that thing. And I'm just bragging on Jesus. Now, I am. I am. And then they gave Glenda nearly $500 or more and gave me more than $500 in new tires. Is God good to me? When I say God's good to me, that's what I mean. I have been just as thankful for $50 many times. And then he said, if you're not even preaching here and you're coming through, if your cars need anything, you bring them and, and we'll fix it. I said, you don't know about my wife's Buick, do you? <laughs> but, I, I'm, you know, people cheat themselves when they hold back on God. The old devil's going to try to talk you out of everything. He'll try to talk you out of tonight. Well, I'm not answering the questions. Go, well, you ought to be. Why? Because it's the fruit of this church. These young people. Amen. I remember what my grandpa would say. Oh, I love my grandpa. Y'all know that. Grandpa go to church and he'd shake him, had his walking stick. He'd sit on the front row. Preacher said something he really liked. He'd hold that cane up and say, that's right. <laughs> hey, man, Brother Roy. <laughs> I remember one time he stood up and stuck that cane out. Everybody said, what he's telling you is right. <laughs> and the reason he did it, he didn't do it for show. There was no show in Grandpa. No reason he did that, he wrestled with that doctrine for years. He come out of the mountains, what you call hard shell Baptist. I won't take my time on that, but that's all he'd ever heard. Brother Gentry come along preaching, preaching uh, pre-tribulation rapture and uh, preaching the truth. And that's when he stood up and said, he's right. <laughs> Just in case y'all can't figure it out, he's right. <laughs> amen, church? Don't you like saying amen? You ladies, you do that Methodist amen. <laughs> Our church of God. <laughs> I didn't know I could do that <laughs> oh listen nothing but leaves let me ask you something this morning just be honest with yourself it ain't for me what do you got this morning you got anything but leaves it's seen far off oh there's a lot of Christians want us to think they're the it and we all go through that. I went through that. I was that way. I, I was a thorough Pharisee, blue-blooded. Thought I was better than everybody. Didn't think nobody lived right except me and maybe Mama. <laughs> she worried me sometimes. <laughs> Leaves. Jesus looked and he saw that little tree and he walked over there and he was hungry. That thing had no fruit. My point is right here, God expects us to have fruit. Right. Amen. Amen. 
Now, y'all know, and you, you could preach for a little while right here. I could just sit down. We know about the fruit of the Spirit, right? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, meekness. Hey, that's the fruit of the Spirit. You get that when you get saved. And it really, really gets strong when you walk with God and live for God and say no to sin. By the way, you're going to have to say no to sin every once in a while. Every once in a while, you're going to have to say no to the flesh. Say, I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to turn off this television. I'm going to turn off this computer. Oh, boy, you'll never do this, but I'll throw it in. I'm going to turn off this phone. (laughs) Most, Most of these phones don't even need an off switch. Ain't no need. me but we need fruit let me let me just run this by you real quick isn't it good to have love first of all love the lord but to tell you the truth if you don't even if you don't love other people you don't really love the lord either this love thing y'all remember i preached love is what it's the biggest word in the bible Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. First commandment. You get that straight, you're pretty much in line. But you're going to have to pull yourself in and maintain some discipline to to, to fulfill that commandment. And then love others. I don't understand Christians that can mistreat Christians. Jesus said, listen to me, this is hard. It's hard, and I'd make it harder if I could. And inasmuch as you've done it under one of the least of these, there ain't no room for snotty Christians. Right. Snobby Christians. Snotty? Snobby? I'm not sure. <laughs> Neither one. Ain't no room for that. Oh. <laughs> I sat down in a big church one time. First time I, about, well, one of the first third or fourth or fifth times I was ever in a big church. And you could tell there were some wealthy people in that church. Well, we slid in there and sat down about four, five, six rows back. And this lady was sitting in front of me. And I was just being me, which don't fit everywhere. <laughs> I wasn't near as cultured back then as I am now. <laughs> And this lady, I just said, hey, how y'all doing? She went, and I went, <laughs> her little old husband come back, and he sat down, and we were talking, and he said something about something, he said, if my wife will let me, I said, she won't. <laughs> nah, she ain't going to let you. <laughs> ain't no place for snobs. Just let that run. Just let it run. He said, he saw that fig tree, no fruit. Let me tell you something. God is interested in your fruit. Listen to this. The Lord just touched my heart with this before I got up here, and I didn't mark it, or did I? 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9. By the way, boys, y'all are the best. 
I've had several preachers comment to me. They, he said, they can't believe how fast y'all put scripture up. You are good. I trained you. <laughs> I handpicked that fruit. <laughs> I forced it on him. <laughs> what did I say? Second Corinthians? That ain't right. It's first Corinthians, I think. Verse 9. First Corinthians. It says two up in the corner, but it says one in front of Corinthians. For we are laborers together, what? With God. Ye are God's what? Husbandry. Ye are God's building. First Corinthians 3, verse 9. We get it right. Y'all are the best. <laughs> I am the worst. <laughs> For we are laborers together with God. Yeah. Woo, Brother Harold, I, when we first got here, we knew we had to have God. And we went after God. And this church got on its knees and we prayed and we worshiped God and God showed up. Yeah. And God did great things. Many souls were saved, many lives were changed. And it was a miraculous how we, how God met the need. Listen, God's still meeting the needs and we are not by ourselves. We are laborers together with God. He can do it all. Ye are God's husbandry. He's the one tending your vine. He's the one digging around your apple tree. He's the one who knows how to make the, it bloom and have fruit. My confidence is in him. And we've come this far by faith. And we want to go on in faith. Church, I want to tell you this. You don't even need me to tell you this, but I just want to encourage you. You are so needed in the northeastern part of the United States. This is, this is what the bass fishermen call a honey hole. This is what uh, you call an oasis in the desert. And I'm not trying to, I'm, hey, you know, it won't hurt to give you a little pat on the back. Some people said, I would brag on you, but I'm I'll give you a big head. Don't worry, somebody will take care of that. But you be faithful to God. You be faithful to the book. And you look at yourself and say, where's my fruit? Where is my fruit? I want to be fruitful. Well, I know we ought to have love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, meekness, and all that. I know that. Amen. We know that. That's inside, and that is. But listen, that produces. People see that. Your family feel it. They know it. And you, you're not going to convince them that you've got what they need unless you've got those fruits. But there's also the fruits of preaching and of witnessing and getting the word of God out and that's people getting saved or at least us being faithful with the word we can't make anybody get saved and we don't, we're not going to twist anybody's arm because if they don't want to get saved they're not going to get but when the Holy Ghost of God begins to work in their heart and draws them to him that's how I got saved it's wonderful to see the other night I don't know if Jason told y'all they call me 
Chad called me, said we'd been to church and said we'd noticed that Brooke had just been getting meaner and meaner and said she just getting ugly. Said he and his wife were talking about it and Amy said we're losing her. We got to do something. We're losing her. Chad said no we're not. Said we're going to pray. And the very next Sunday night they went to bed. They were laying in bed about 10 o'clock and Mama <laughs> Dad Just what Jason did. What were you eight? Daddy, I need to get saved. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey, I'm going to tell you, I don't care how they get saved, but you better make sure it's real. It's awful easy for kids to make a trip to the altar. Y'all know we tried our best during VBS not to not to get anything fault, but I, we don't want to hinder them either. Oh, my soul. <laughs> she got Holy Ghost conviction. That's what we're missing in our church. And you need to listen, we're not going to have it without that fruit, that spirit. Oh, my. <laughs> I ain't even got to my message. I'm still preaching them little notes I wrote before I got up here. He expects you to have fruit because he's your husband. Because he's the one that's putting labor in you. Let's trust him. You'll be surprised whose life your life is touching sometimes. Somebody you didn't even know think that, that you were in the world. But they're watching and they're listening. Well, I'm going to give you these real fast. And I know I have a son named Dean. And when he says that, you are in for an hour ride. <laughs> Not counting to give me 11 more minutes at the end of that. <laughs> He's a great preacher. But there are some essentials to be fruitful. Let me give you, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to call these out. And then I'll, I'll touch on what the Lord will let me. Number one is purification. You listening? Titus 2.14. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. You see, God has set us aside for himself. He gave himself for us. And he's redeemed us from all iniquity. Christians, we ought to want to live right. We ought to be against sin. You ought not be arguing with a preacher when he preaches against sin. Amen. And I know you're not, but that crowd that comes every other Sunday, it's them. It aggravates me. Are we in a mess in this world? But I'm glad of one thing. God is in control and he is working. And we're not going to whine and complain. We're just going to serve the Lord and, and pray God to give us a, a, a touch of God in our life to help some sinner get saved, to help somebody along the way, to encourage people. But the Lord expects us to have some purity in our life. 
in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5, the Bible says, And beside this, besides your faith that got you saved, give all diligence, add to your faith virtue. You know what that means? That's that purification, clean living. And to virtue, knowledge. Now, I'm, I'm, I run into a lot of people through the years wanting to learn more about the Word of God. Wanting to, what do you think about the Word? And that's good. That's, not, that's normal. But I'm going to tell you something. Until you clean up, I don't think God's going to show you anything. I, I think it's going to depend on how you let God have his way in your life. Did the devil have any chains on you when you got saved? Did he break them chains? Did Jesus break the chains? I'm going to tell you something. You may, have, you may be wearing some chains now. You may be dragging some old habit that it's just it hindered your Christian life. You need to get to the Lord and say, Lord, break the chain so I can serve you. Don't, not, don't break the chain so I can run around more, so I can do more for me. But Lord, break the chain so I can give you glory and praise and so, so I can be effective and, and, and serve you. Amen. But you need, I'll tell you, let me tell you this. I said it's a chain. It's probably a sin. And one reason we don't get more forgiveness is because you won't get forgiveness until you call it sin. He will forgive you of all your sins. But we got other words for the worst sins in America nowadays. And it, it takes away the cut and the hurt. Well, it don't take away the hurt. It don't take away the fruitlessness. It doesn't take away. But too many of us are, in our churches are too satisfied with just leave. I'm a Christian. Oh, yeah. I'm in a, I want to be this and that. Nothing but leaves. Oh, that's so dangerous. I wonder how many of us, and I know there are, Say, preacher, I'm tired of just having leaves. Help me. I'm going I'm to turn to God and ask him to help me to bear some fruit. Lord, you're my husband. You're, you're my, you're, you're, it's all my hope's in you. Dig around, Lord. Put in some fertilizer. Give me some water. Lord, help, it, help me grow. Help me, help me to be sorry. For the sin in my life. That I come with godly sorrow. And repent. And ask God to help me. Are, are you with me church? I know you are. But I'm going to tell you something. Sin is not sin is not anything to play with. It will ruin your life. If we could just see the cost of it. We'd never buy in. The Bible teaches us in Psalm 24 and verse 3. The Bible said, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? I like verse 4. You see it, church? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart. Who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. God said, that's who. That's who. And that can be every one of us. But we don't need to play church. And I know you're not. I'm telling you, we can be fruitful. And there is fruit in this place. And anytime you see fruit, somebody's working 
Somebody's praying. Somebody's giving. Somebody is burning some oil. Amen? And thank God for people who serve the Lord, who love God. Move by faith. Lord, help me to take that step that I need to take to grow. Help me to step up. Let me give you these. Dedication. You've got to get dedicated. I can't say that word, and I'm, I'm not really hesitant to say this, but it was such a blessing to me one day when a lady who had been coming to our church and visiting and being here for special things and then started coming more, and that lady came to the altar right here with tears in her eyes. She looked at me and she said, Pastor, I'm going to rededicate my life. And I'm going to live for the Lord. And she did. And it's none other than Sister Linda. She had played the organ, I think it was many years. And then some things took place in her life. And, but when she came here, she hadn't been regular in church, or I guess, I don't know. But she said, I'm rededicated. You know what? If you're not what you ought to be, you're not what you used to be, why don't you come back and say, I want to rededicate my life. I remember when Eric rededicated his life. And he did. And he did. How many of y'all rededicated your life? It may be many times, but I'm going to tell you it's serious when you go to God and say, God, the best I know how. Lord, I know I failed. I know I'm weak. I, I don't really see much hope in this, but it's the only thing I know to do. I'm rededicating my life to live for you. I want to have some fruit to the glory of God. See, Sister Linda was fruit of her family. They were coming here to love God. The grandkids loved God. They were praying for her. Every time we turned around, we are praying for them. Not only her, but then her husband got saved. Sister Jan and Mel came in got saved. Hey, whoo, hallelujah. Ain't you glad when somebody gets saved? It might be hanging on you rededicating your life and say we've come this far by faith leaning on the Lord trusting in his holy word we've come this far by faith well, I'm just going to quit I ain't done but I'm going to quit I think we'll just do business with God maybe you just want to thank him but hey, I'm thankful let me tell you something. God's good to me. <laughs> I was sitting at the cabin one day and looked at my calendar. Wasn't nothing on it. In June, I think it was June, I just prayed and I said, Lord, I'll just do whatever you want me to. I, but if you got somebody needs help or you got a place you want me to preach, you take care of it. It wasn't an hour phone rang. Fell I didn't even know. I got three or four meetings there in the next short period of time. Hey, can I tell you? He's got it. He's got your need. He knows which doctor you need. He knows. I never will forget when I had that real serious problem. I was scared to death. Thought I had cancer in my mouth. That's what I thought. And uh I went up to the VA hospital. I didn't have VA. But I thought, I'm going to go see because I is a VA. 
I wore out a whole pair of boots. Walked in that place and I was standing there and I was nervous. I mean, I was like, man, I don't even know if they're going to let me in. And uh, so I went to one in Alabama one time. I had a problem. They took me in, gave me medicine, took care of me. And they said, now you can't come back. You don't, you don't qualify. I said, okay. Wasn't long. I had another problem. Went back over there. <laughs> they fixed me up. and said, now don't you come back. You can't come back. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> you don't have to do everything they say. <laughs> And I went up there, Perry Point, a little hooper girl. I was standing there, and she looked, she said, Pastor, Pastor. She run at me, hugged my neck. She was secretary for the head of that whole place. I told her my sad story. She said, you come here. And they took me, and I did qualify because we had George Bush in there then and not Bill Clinton. Woo! And... Uh, Anyway, uh, and they took care of it all. You think God ain't good? Don't sell God short. There's never going to be a time in your life when you need to reach out and take hold of your life and take charge. You need to reach out and say, God, here, I've made a big enough mess. You lead me, you guide me. Lord, help me to have fruit. You see, it may not be just the kids in a foreign country where we're supporting a missionary. It may be your kids. How much power do we need in this place for VBS? We need Jesus. For mamas and daddies and boys and girls and teenagers and the church need to have the best time of the year right here serving God. War slap out. Going to bed going, finally. You love the Lord. Did we come this far by faith? I'm glad to be a part of a church like this. Our heads are bowed. Lord, there's so much more here. God, I pray that you'd bless this church. That you'd bless these people. Bless our pastor, Lord, and his precious family. Help us, God, to walk by faith and not by sight. Help us to listen to the wooing of the Holy Spirit in this altar call. Lord, if there's, we need help in our life. We need, we need Lord, some, a stirring, a blessing from heaven. Oh, Lord, I pray if there's anybody here that's not saved, they'd realize how bad they need Jesus. They'd realize that Jesus is the only way to heaven. For you said, Lord, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. May they run to this altar and say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Bless us now, I pray. Help us, I pray. May we run to you with our need. We may have a broken heart or a bruised heart. We may be hurt and disappointed. Let us bring it to you, Lord, for you're a good shepherd. You're a good husbandman. You're a good father. Help us, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen.